Hey, I'm Anna O'Connor with Anna O Coaching, and I am here with the Relationships and Revenue Podcast and John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue. The show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So glad you decided to join me today. And it is my privilege to introduce to you, Anna O'Connor. Anna, how are you? Hey, John. It's good to see you today. Great to see you. Now, folks, if you don't know who Anna is, or if you weren't paying attention to the intro, she mentioned that she is a coach. She is Anna O Coaching. That's right. So Anna is a coach, but Anna is much more than just a coach. She is, however, a performance and life coach. Uh, she's the co-founder of Brain Savvy. Now, she has a couple other titles that I'm guessing she holds pretty near and dear to her heart, and those happen to be wife and mom. Absolutely. They come first, of course, and I was fortunate to be able to, I started my coaching career a little later than probably most people because of that. And um, one of the reasons that I waited is I wanted to focus on raising my kids and keeping the home running smoothly and stuff like that. And, um, but I always had an itch. I had a big itch to always get out there and help people. So I was kind of coaching before I ever really coached. <laughs> you know, that's one thing, Anna, I found that a lot of the best coaches started doing it long before they actually were getting paid for it. Right, right. I think it's in your blood. I think oh. I was coaching at like age 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, we've talked a little bit about your background, but take us back, um, if you will. And again, share as much as you feel comfortable doing, but just kind of tell us kind of how you got your start and what led you to where you are now. That's a great question, John. I am, I would have to start with my, you know, growing up, I am the youngest of six children and they were born within 10 years. So we were pretty tight together and mm -hmm. had two good people as parents, however, they were, you know, they had their own stuff. They came from backgrounds that were tough and uh, struggled in a lot of different ways and pretty much passed things down to all of us. And as I grew older, um, I had these beliefs and these stress habits that really were toxic and didn't help me in relationships and actually held me back from pursuing my full potential for a very long time. And as time went on, I found my husband or he found me, we found each other. And um, I actually had a lot of trouble having kids, which is a whole nother story, but a lot of pain and loss in that. Mm -hmm. Finally, we did have three little girls and I was living like the perfect life. You know, we, we were happy. We had these three great babies and I'm, I would regularly repeat my childhood with them. So, and I had no idea until my husband looked at me one time when I'd like blown up and basically practiced what I knew and said, why do you keep doing this? And I was like, what do you mean? Cause it felt normal to me. Yeah. 
And so I didn't even realize I was doing it. And till, till that point. And that's when I was like, I will not teach my children this. I will not pass this down. I don't have to do this and I'm not doing it. And I was hell bent on finding a solution. And I looked through a lot of different things, which was great because I learned a lot. I even became certified as a coach and kept looking and it helped and did some other things that helped. However, I would always fall back into my old habits, especially when stress got high. I couldn't quite dig it up and get rid of it or move it and create a new path until I found the brain science. And when I found brain science, everything changed. And I was able to basically rewire my brain and change my life, change the relationships in my life, especially with my husband and, you know, change the trajectory of my own kids' lives and their kids and generational so, you know, it's pretty amazing. And that was the number one reason why I went into the brain science and coaching was for my kids. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued to say the least. Now, folks, for those of you who have been listening and watching for a while, you know that, that I am an avid learner. I am a student of all different kinds of things. You know that I'm big into to leadership. I'm big into teamwork, certainly into entrepreneurship. But one that has really intrigued me in more recent years that I haven't really talked about on this podcast, which is another reason why Anna is here today, is neuroscience, the whole study of the brain and what's going on there and what kind of an impact our brains have, specifically the wiring within our brains and how it impacts who we are and what we do. Right. So I'm curious, what made you decide to go that route? Because that's, that's yeah. not necessarily the first thing that it wasn't, would, no. would naturally come to mind or that when you solicit feedback from other people, how can I get mm -hmm. better? That, at least for me, was not the first thing that ever came up. So how did that happen for you? It's, I mean, that is so true. And I did not go towards the brain at first because the brain science is so new. You know, we haven't had the technology to be able to scan brains and see what happens and really study it. However, we try to, you know, change behaviors and thoughts, and we haven't really gone to the source of them. <laughs> hmm. And it's the brain. So it's kind of funny that it hasn't been studied more. And of course, we haven't had the technology, but you know, it's, we're getting there. And what, I mean, I tried you know, CBT, I tried happiness psychology, I looked into mindfulness, all these different things, read book after book and looked into different trainings and everything. And like I said, it helped, but it didn't help me enough, especially when I was stressed, because here's a brain tip. When we are stressed, we will always fall back to our old patterns. Mm -hmm. Unless we have done the work to rewire ourselves during stress. Okay. And that's a big thing that caught me with the brain science. First of all, it made sense. I mean, mm -hmm. of course I was repeating my patterns. Of course it helped me stop judging myself so much. Of <laughs> course, because your brain, another brain tip, your brain likes what is familiar. Oh, even if it's not good for you. And you yeah, don't oh, want yeah. it like the ice cream, you know, you know, it's yeah. not good for you. You don't want it, Well, you kind of want it, but you, you will 
want to go down the same path. You drive the same way to work. You drive the same way to school, whatever it is, because you don't want to work your brain. Your brain wants to conserve energy. And it makes perfect sense that we repeat our patterns. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it's at least, for, again, from what I've studied, and I promise you, I don't know near as much as you do, but from the, the limited study that I've done, our natural instinct is for self and body preservation, which is mm-hmm. the, the, cons- the um, conserving of the energy kind of yes. thing that you were yes. talking about there. The number one job of our brain is to keep us safe. Yes. Keep and us alive. So- and so, you know, I'm wondering when it comes to, you talked about rewiring the brain and how all that works. Now I'm, I'm going to use a fun term that I don't get to use that often. So uh, creating new neural pathways. Yep. That is fascinating to me. Amazing. Uh, I, I have, I, I geek out on that stuff and trying to understand how this, how, how all the synapses work in the brain and, and right. how to create those new ones and, um, you talked about those brain scans. And of course, immediately I think of Dr. Daniel Amen. Right. That's someone right. that comes to mind for me. Yes. Um, we've done a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and let's see how, how did I hear it described? The prettiest brains are actually the ugliest brains. You know, the ones that are, you know, they're all wrinkly and, and gnarled. Yeah. The more lots folds, of, lots more, of folds in that brain. Yeah. Lots of folds um, means there's a lot of neurons firing. And one of the reasons why we work out and we do self care and take care of ourselves is to allow our brain to have more neurotransmitters. So mm. I, this is, I keep everything as simple as possible. And mm. I try to like, you know, keep it in layman terms. So, anybody can get it because that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> so just think of your neuro neurons like this. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, one's catching and throwing the, the chemicals that go past between them, which we still can't figure out what those chemicals actually are. <laughs> so, you know, they're going like this. And like, when you haven't taken care of yourself, you might have three on this side, two on that side, but when you've taken care of yourself and you are doing all the things to help your brain grow and be healthy, you're going to have twice as many, three times as many. And we have billions. Mm -hmm. And that way, when you are stretching yourself, you're causing your brain to stretch and fold, stretch and fold. So think of it like that. So when we are stuck in a rut and we enjoy being stuck in that rut because Mm -hmm. we don't have to put any energy forward, your brain kind of stretches and falls flat. Yeah. The folds stretch out. But when you are stretching your brain and moving forward, learning something new, you're going to have to fold it and fold it and fold it. So that's why it's so important to, I have, you know, the the coaching model or the brain uh, change model that I use is basically focused on physical energy and that's self-care. And there's six things that we focus on mm-hmm. because that helps your brain be ready for whatever comes your way. It helps your brain be able to navigate the stress that comes your way. And it helps you make better decisions, feel better, understand things better. So that's a brain chemistry boost. You know, you're dealt the brain chemistry, you're dealt, but taking care of yourself boost it to the best it can be. And the other factor is your emotional energy and your emotional energy. I always like to use like sports 
when you have the underdog playing the best team in the world and the underdog is winning Mm -hmm. and it's like the crowd is going nuts, that extra energy from the crowd boosts them Mm -hmm. to to finish the job. Right. Right. And that's how our emotional energy is. You know, you can not have the best skills physical, but if you have the right energy, you can, anybody can be beat on any day. And same thing goes for your life. You know, you can allow life to beat you up or you can beat life. So that emotional energy is just as important and um, not nearly enough has been focused on that ever. It's the most undertrained part of the human, hmm. the emotional navigation, the emotional regulation and um, learning to adjust in the moment of stress. It's interesting that you say that um, because it is, especially in the coaching world, mm-hmm you'll hear a lot of people talk about emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and you know it when you see it. Yes. And you definitely know it when you don't see it. Right. But what I hear very little of is how do you go from being someone who has very little emotional intelligence to becoming someone who does have it? No, I rarely hear anyone talk about that. That is the thing that I love about what I do. (laughs) And that's, I have forever said, this is the how, you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, wake up in the morning and do X, Y, Z. And then, you know, before you say something, count to 10 and all these things. And they work great when everything's going right. Yes. But that's not the problem. (laughs) We need it when life is crazy. Like this week has been crazy for me. I showed up early to a day early for one call, one Zoom. And I showed up early for another Zoom an hour. So at least I wasn't late. Um, But I mean, because I had so much going on that I was overcompensating really is what was happening. So what did I do? I used tools and people do not have actual tools they can use in the moment. And this is what I'm so passionate about is because there's so much unnecessary suffering Mm -hmm. going on and they don't, no one wakes up and says, I want to be a jerk today. No one wakes up and says, I'm going to scream at my kids. I'm going to hit my kids. I'm going to flip somebody off driving on the highway. I mean, on the airlines right now, people are freaking out. Mm. And it's, it's because we have not practiced how to feel uncomfortable and distressed and use tools to respond in the best way we can. Uh, And it can be done. I, I can't let that go. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit more. All right. Let's so, see. I love it. So, so how do we do that? How do we, first of all, how do we do the practicing part in mm. order to bring in the tools? I'm, I'm leaving the tools out for just a minute. How do you practice? Distress? How do you, yeah. How yeah. do you practice distress? Because that's not a natural inclination. It's like, oh, please let me be distressed. That just sounds like such a great idea. Oh yeah. Right. 
your brain's going, no, no. I mean, I had a client yesterday who came and she goes, I so didn't want to come. I'm like, of course you didn't. Everything's going good right now. Yeah. Every time. I mean, but guess what? We practiced something that's coming Mm -hmm. and it was great. How do you practice? Think about, I always go back to athletes because I work a lot with them and think about like Olympic athletes. They will do imagery work, which is where you shut your eyes and you really focus on what you want to do. And you actually see yourself doing it. Visualize. You visualize, you feel your skin, your ears, your every sense is working at it. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that about having a hard conversation? Okay. What if your, your coach sits down with you and says, I want you to shut your eyes and I want you to think about standing in front of that person and you are going to be nervous. And then I, I flood them. I stir the pot. I poke at them to pull up those anxious feelings. Mm -hmm. And then I let them sit in it (laughs) because that desensitizes your brain to the feelings. Because this is another tip. Emotions do not last forever. The good ones or the bad ones. And when they're bad feelings, we do, your brain will make you think they're going to last forever because... It's scared that you're going to, you know, get hurt. You know, you're feeling pain and emotional pain, maybe. Right. But they don't last. So the more you face the bullies, I call them, mm-hmm. stand up to those bullies, the uncomfortable feelings, sit in them and you breathe. You have mantras, all those things mm-hmm. on top of it. Mm-hmm. I have tools that have certain things that you do and say you, you desensitize to it. So that when it happens, so you have planned exposures and you practice those. And then when they go off after working with me that day, the next two weeks, they're to look for opportunities to practice it in real life, an unplanned exposure while they're still doing the planned on their own. Mm -hmm. So basically you are working on feeling uncomfortable any time you can, you look for the opportunities. Sure. I mean, at the graduate, I had a graduation yesterday, like us, and it, it was very hot, very hot. <laughs> and cicadas coming. <laughs> yeah, we're dodging them, but it was very hot. And I literally said, This is an opportunity. I did my deep breathing. I thought, This will pass. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. I will be okay. Right. I'm not done. It's all good. It's all good. And that just lower, that tells your brain to chill out. <laughs> so that's how you do it. You practice it. You look for discomfort to practice. Interesting. I have to tell you, as you were describing that, Anna, I am a very visual person. Now, that's not the only way I learn, but that it is a major yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And the image that came to my mind over and over again, and I, I tried to block it out and I couldn't. Uh, the movie Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. To mind. And when Bruce Wayne is, when he first gets down inside the cave before it becomes the bat cave, there are bats everywhere and they start swarming around him. And it reminds him of when he was a kid and he right. started freaking out a little bit. But right. as he started to calm down and to embrace the chaos of them flying around, 
He learned how to literally not just control his emotions, but control the bats. Mm -hmm. That's called influence. That's the goal. That's the goal is um, the the four results that come out of the four process. The system that I use are self-awareness because you can't fix what you don't see or understand me and do. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. self-awareness, of course, then self-discipline which is doing the work, which is showing up when you don't want to, which is (laughs) doing the practice at home, looking for difficult situations, uncomfortable things to do. And a lot, you know, a lot of good stuff. And so you got self-awareness, self-discipline leads to self-acceptance. Because when we become accepting of ourselves, we learn that we actually have everything we need inside of ourselves. Mm. And that no matter what, we will be okay. We will be. Mm-hmm. And once you get to that place, all the external rewards, they fade because you get your rewards here. And then guess what? All of a sudden you're able to share it. You have so much good stuff. You get to self joy and you're like, I need to give to you this. This is, I want to help you with this. Mm-hmm. And you're able to influence people. And the best kind of way, because you're not trying to take, you have more than enough because it's coming from in here. And that is when I see somebody do that, that's it. That's (laughs) it for me. That is it. All right. All right. Well, let's, I want to ask it. It's it's almost going to seem like we're going backwards, but we're really not Uh, because you're a coach. Uh, and I am as well, I'm always intrigued to ask other coaches what they think about this. So I'm going to use the term coaching. And there's a lot of people who five years ago would never have called themselves coaches that are now. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what is Anna's definition of coaching? My definition of coaching is a partnership for sure. Okay. And it's almost like a mentor partnership where you're mentoring and you're also being that person who is willing to say the hard things for them, you know, to help them and ask the amazing questions that they need to be asked Mm -hmm. so that they can get to their next level and be their best self. Um, With coaching, it is a forever thing. I, I, I have a coach. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even think of not having one Mm -hmm. because you need someone who's going to look at you with, you know, objective eyes and see what needs to be helped with, you know, where you need help. And, you know, I think in the end, I have to say, I do share about myself. Some coaches wouldn't, I do cheer them on. Some coaches don't. Um, so I would say, you know, the, the co-active coaching, I definitely do. And I do get to know my people. Um, I, I like having a, a, a real endearing relationship with them. Um, some don't, and that's fine. Some like to keep it very, you know, professional. Um, that's just not who I am. I, I can't, <laughs> or I don't want to, I should say, I just don't. I like to get to know them and them know me. Um, and so they feel really comfortable. That's my definition. 
if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. So would you say in your coaching practice, is it primarily one-on-one? Is it group? Is it some sort of combination? It's a combination. I do a, um, I've gotten amazing one-on-one clients and what I'm finding is, and I've done um, different programs with teams, with businesses and um, groups. And what I'm finding is people might come to you because it's about their business or it's about their family or their relationships or their performance. And a lot of times it actually is about all of it. Because if you think about our mindset, how we deal with stress, and how we perceive things affects all of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really enjoy doing the group stuff because I'm able to help more people at one sitting. And from doing group stuff myself, when I was being trained, you get so much out of listening mm-hmm. to someone go through something, a, a type of coaching, and that it almost always you can take stuff away. And you're not on the hot seat, so you can actually focus <laughs> and, and listen and take it in. Um, so I, I really enjoy both. I love I love all of it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit more about Brain Savvy, what it is, why you started it. Okay. And Brain Savvy um, was my first company. And I co-created it with um, a wonderful person, Dr. Melissa Kerr, and she and I created it pretty much. uh, We have been trained by um, Dr. Laurel Mellon, who does emotional brain training, and she's amazing, and we loved her program. And it was very, um, for sophisticated, intellectual um, clinicians, doctors, that kind of stuff. And we, as moms wanted something that kids could do that teachers, coaches, parents, people in the front lines of life, everyday people could adopt. Mm -hmm. So we created that you have to take care of your physical part too. And we also took the brain science and created a different way of delivering it. And made it simple enough so that anybody, a 10 year old could learn how to do it. And it's engaging enough for adults mm-hmm. and it's pretty special. And as I've um, moved into Anna coaching, I've actually ad- adopted some different things and inter- intertwined some other types of coaching in with it and kind of morphed into a whole nother thing. <laughs> um, like you, I'm always learning and I love it. So, and, and I love what it's doing right now. I'm getting, people are getting really great results and really concrete um, visions of what they need to do and what's happening while, you know, when they're struggling. So that's pretty much how it happened. And we created an app to go with the coaching um, system. Okay. To, it, it has our three foundational tools so that people can start taking care of themselves better and learning to um, check in, become aware mm-hmm. of what mindset they're in. Okay. And we have tools on there and everything. So it's pretty cool. Okay. So um, now the, the app, now if somebody goes onto your website, they can get mm-hmm. that, correct? 
Yes. Yes. It's, it's very simple. Just go to, you can do Android or you can do um, an iPhone, iOS. It's just brain savvy app. Brain savvy app. Yeah. Two V's in the savvy. Thank you for clarifying that. I know you never know what somebody's going to put. I know. I know two V's in the savvy brain savvy app. Folks, for those of you who didn't know, there were two V's in savvy. Mm -hmm. Let's have an offline conversation. <laughs> well, there's plenty. <laughs> no. I'm teasing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you can't handle that. This is not the right show for you. <laughs> yes, you got to let it bounce. Bounce off. That's right. Okay, so who's an ideal client for Anna? An ideal client is someone between 20s and late 30s, I would say. Um, I work a lot with college athletes. Okay. And so I love that. I love I, th I think of college as the bridge between childhood and adulthood. And that's such a, a wonderful time. Um, so I work a lot with college athletes there. And I so but I also work with entrepreneurs and executives that are young and very hungry. Um, and some have small children, but most of them aren't even married. And um, so they're they're doing this solo. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. I, I absolutely love it. I think of myself, honestly, what I think of myself is I believe, you know, we're the best parents we can be. And I certainly was not perfect by any means. And I believe that we pull people into our lives or we look for them. They look for us to fill the gaps where our parents missed. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly had several and um, I'm so grateful for them. And I feel like that's my part is I'm like that mom that you can come to okay. and you will never be judged and has your very best interest at heart and will give you sound tools <laughs> mm -hmm. and support and help you along the way so that you don't get in your own way as you move forward in this next stage of your life. That's kind of the in-between stage, I think, you know, and I think it's, it's a very, um, you, you discover a lot about yourself during that time. So I love it. So I'm like that, that, you know, second mom or godmom, godmother type that uh, helps them along and fills in the gaps as they move forward. Sure. Okay. All right. We're going to make a little bit of a transition here. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about the relational side of things, because I mean, this podcast is called relationships and revenue yes. after all. And so I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your relationships or the relationships you consider to be most significant in your life. So my first question is, what are you doing right now to help build into those relationships? Oh, I love this question. This is good. And first, I want to, I love the name of your podcast, Relationships and Revenue, because everything's about relationships. You know, your relationships to money, food, everything. Mm -hmm. um, and what I would say I doing to build into my relationships is my kids are now 22 or I have one just graduated from college. I have one in a junior and then I have one that just graduated from high school. And my husband and I have been married for 27 years, 27 years. Yeah, you probably and should know that. I know, I know. <laughs> you get up there and it's like, um, 
And, you know, it is a conscious effort. And sometimes I do wonderfully. And sometimes I don't. I'll be honest. Sometimes I get really into my work. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like have so much I want to do. And I I have tons of ideas constantly and putting them in the parking lot is one of the hardest things. So to pour into my relationships is to consciously stop, look at people and communicate with them Mm -hmm. and be available, be available. And, you know, because I do work a lot and I have a lot of people that I'm working with, I probably have gotten my circle a little smaller outside of my family because, and that was a conscious, you know, decision because I couldn't do it all. Um, that's, I can't, some people can, I can't, mm-hmm. I only have so much bandwidth. So I have made my circle smaller. Um, it's still just, you know, my family. And then I come from a big family and I'm always, you know, communicating with them. And then Kevin, my husband has a big family. <laughs> so then we have our, you know, friends that are, you know, forever. But other than that, that we're pretty boring and I don't, <laughs> need a lot. I really don't. <laughs> uh, so that's pouring is just giving people your full attention the best you can as often as you can. Sure. Sure. All right. So let me ask you this because you are an entrepreneur and for the most part you work at home, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what impact does your home life, your relationships there, what kind of an impact do those have on your business? That has been probably one of the trickiest things. We, um, my youngest daughter had some health issues um, several years ago. And because I am an entrepreneur and I can navigate my schedule and my load, I actually shrunk down for a while Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be with my daughter and do everything about that. It was a, it was a lot of time and um, that I had to invest and I, I don't regret one second of it. That was a conscious decision. And I was able to do that. You know, I don't take it for granted that, you know, my husband has a job and earns money. So I didn't have to keep it to a certain point at that time that I could have a luxury of, you know, I'm only doing this many clients and these things and that's it. And I'm doing my house, my home, my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was how I did it. I think another great resource is family and close friends helping you mm-hmm. um, when you are traveling, trying to navigate so much. Um, you know, I work with some, you know, very successful young moms and they are driven and multi-talented beyond my imagination, you know, just crazy. And they have kids that they have to navigate as well. And some are married, some aren't. And, you know, it's a lot. So asking for help is the key to being able to navigate it all. Anything you can outsource, outsource. If If you can afford it. Yeah. If you can't, then make it as simple and quick as you can. It can good enough. That's all it's got to be good enough (laughs) and send. do it because you will drive yourself crazy. Oh yeah. Done is always better than perfect. Yes. Done is always better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can do (laughs) 2.0. That's 
That's so um, that, I mean, that is the only way I would know how to answer that question is you got to do what's right in your heart for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it means you're not going to make as much for a bit, then that's what it's going to mean. But you have to be able to live with it and, and sleep at night um, and then ask for help. Okay. What is, I, I approach this particular subject differently with each person. So I'll try and ask it in a different way with you. What is the best piece of advice you ever received related to business? Ooh, that's a really good one. I would say go ahead and fail. You can always do it again. <laughs> I mean, I really believe that. I, I believe our biggest, the only person that can beat me is me. So, and that's the main thing I work with people on is why they hold back. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't have FOPO, fear of people's opinion. Isn't that a good one? I didn't come up with it. Oh. <laughs> I, have, I have to say I did not come up with it, but I love it. <laughs> Imagine if you didn't have FOPO, fear of what people might think, you know, what would you do? And a lot of time, I still, you know, I didn't grow up with technology. You know, I, I'm relatively new to it compared to these young kids, you know, these young, right. um, you know, millennials and whatever. So a lot of times if I do a video, I'd never watch it. Mm. I never go back and look at it because if I do, I won't send it, <laughs> you know? Okay. So I just like good enough is good enough. Done. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares. That's the thing. Nobody cares as much as I do about well, it being the perfect it, message. About yes, being the perfect that's true message. in so many ways though. I yes. mean, if, I mean, you, if you think about people not caring, I mean, you also think about in terms of your overall business that nobody's ever going to care about yeah. as much as you do. Right. Right. So you, that is even more to the point of go ahead and fail. If it's in your heart and you know, this is the right move. This is what you're to do. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fail. What's the worst thing to happen? I, I love asking that question. All right. What's the worst thing to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes it. Okay. Then what? Well, then I'm embarrassed. Okay, then what? How long does that last? Yeah. As long as you want it to. (laughs) Right, right. You know, a a question that I have become accustomed to asking myself in the last five years, uh, and it does not originate with me. uh, The question is this, what does this make possible? Hmm, That's a good one, right? Uh, That comes from Dan Miller, uh, the author of uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Mm-hmm. Dan's an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, listeners and viewers, if you don't know Dan, trust me, I'm working on trying to get him on. He is an amazing guy. Yeah, that sounds good. I haven't heard of it, so that I'll check it out too. Yeah, yeah it's I love that. Fabulous. In, fo- in fact, folks, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll reference the book uh, okay. in, in the show notes so you can check that out. Um, that brings me, you know, and that brings me to, I mean, go ahead and fail is for anybody everywhere doing whatever you're doing. And the other thing is, you know, know know what your heart is about. Like, is it about you or is it about serving others? Because when it's about you, a lot of times you get in the way. (laughs) Um, Today, I did not want to get up early. I got up at five and I didn't feel like it. So busy day yesterday. 
And I thought, okay, if I don't get up, I won't be able to help X, Y, Z. I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to be able to. And so, you know, if you have that, that why of why you're doing it deep down and it's never about you, the best ones are never about you. You'll always do something more for someone else. True. True. Um, So I think that's another piece to it is really dig down to why, what is the reason you want this money? It won't sustain you. It won't. No. I know a lot of really wealthy, miserable people. <laughs> for sure. oh, for you know, so. Oh, yeah. Tap well, I mean, if you think about it this way, money can't love you back. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just, it, it, money is just a tool. That's yeah. all it is. It's a tool to do things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you know, so anyway, so that's my two cents. I think it's great to have money and I think it's great to make money. And of course I do want to prosper and I want everybody that I work with, you know, it's, I I always focus on, you know, your wealth, your health and your happiness. Mm -hmm. And happiness is about who are you going to share that health and wealth with? That's what it's about. Okay. That's having it all. Mm -hmm. That's having it all. And wealth doesn't mean I can do anything all the time. Every time it's, I feel secure. Mm-hmm. I know I have, I have my bills paid. I know that what, you know, what's coming, I can deal with, mm-hmm. you know, having that security, anything beyond that is extra. And that's mm-hmm. great. Um, so it's a, yeah, that's what I believe. Health, wealth, and happiness. All right. All right. Well, we're coming close to our wrap up time, Anna, but before we okay. get there, how can people find you? You can find me, easiest way to find me is on Instagram at Anna O Coaching. Uh, my website is AnnaOCoaching.com. And I'm also on Twitter, Anna O Speaks, Facebook, Anna O Coaching. So it's pretty easy to find me. Um, and, you know, you can always email me, uh, Anna at Anna O Coaching. <laughs> Um, any of those ways you can always reach me, but Instagram is probably the easiest, honestly. Okay. Perfect. I go on there the most. All right. And of course, folks, we'll be sure to include all those different ways to connect with Anna in the show notes. Now, Anna, is there, is there something that you're doing right now that you're especially excited about or something that you want to share with everyone? So we would love to hear about that. Yes, I would love to share. Um, I'm excited. I've been doing um, some masterminds and I've decided to do one called Mastermind Accelerator, where I work with entrepreneurs, young executives who want to master everything and they want to accelerate their wealth, their health and be happy. Mm-hmm. They want to prosper. They want to know what the next step is. They're tired of doing it alone. Being an entrepreneur can be lonely oh, yes. because you don't <laughs> have your team, right? right? Right with you. A lot of times, a lot of times you work from home. I mean, I have a team, but I don't get with them hardly ever. Mm-hmm. So I think having a mastermind, what I've found in being in them and leading them is it really is a great place where you can go and have mentorship and be surrounded by people who only want the best for you. 
and are willing to share whatever they have, knowledge, support, anything they can do to help you get to the next level. Um, I will also be offering with my mastermind, I'm going to offer each person 30 minutes of private coaching as well, Mm. twice a month. I feel like the combination of both from my experiences with the different programs I've led and done it that way, you get the most, the, the most results that you are really wanting is when you get both mm-hmm. um, the group setting and the private. So I'm going to do that as well. Um, so if you are interested, DM me and we'll talk about it or email me and um, it launches I believe the date is June 24th, June 24th, okay, that's June 24th. So a few weeks away and I'll be sending some stuff out and you'll see it on um, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And if you'd like to get on my list so you can get the information, DM me or email me and I'll put you right on there so you can get it. For sure. For sure. Now, for those of you who happen to be listening after June 24th, 2021, I'm certain this is something Anna's going to continue to do. So yes. if it is of interest to you, reach out to her because if she's not taking in new people at the moment you connect with her, I'm sure she'll let you know when that will be able to be possible. That's I'm so glad you said that because I do plan on having one start and then having another one start a few weeks later mm-hmm. so that if people miss, because you know people try, you know have things come up, I want them to be able to get it. Right. get the contact, get the hit. Cause you just need these, you know, the best way to change is small doses <laughs> over an extended period of time. True. And um, so I really want it to be a, a community that all supports each other. I'm really excited about it. Master mastermind accelerator. All right. Well, that sounds very exciting. And I can't wait to hear more about that. Thank you. And thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I could talk all day to you. <laughs> Well, that's, that's good to hear. I appreciate that. So what we're going to get to now is our final four. They're just four quick questions. Uh, you tell me the first thing that pops in your head, and it's pretty much the stuff we talk about is different from what we've talked about okay. before. So here's question number one. Why did God create Anna? To help people. All right. To serve. Point. To serve. Okay. Question number two. What are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? What I'm reading is John Lee Dumas's Common uh, Common Path to Uncommon Success. And I've actually already read it, but I'm rereading it because mm-hmm. I want to um, use parts of it in my masterminds. And I'm actually, the ones I'm doing right now, I'm using it. And it's, it's so good. It's just a great like um, framework to mm. pull from a lot of great nuggets. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading that. I'm also, what did I start yesterday? I started something yesterday. I can't remember what it was. I'd have to look. Um, I started something on audible yesterday. Listening. I got to tell you. Oh, the myths. Let's see. The e-myths revisited. Mm. Have you heard of that? It's a great book. Yeah. Great book. And I've read that one too. So I'm rereading stuff to, to remind myself and get in that mojo for the uh, mastermind coming up. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, Question number three. Now, this is kind of a two-part question. Uh, What do you do for fun? 
And then the second part of this, what do you do for fun with your family? What I do for fun is talk. <laughs> I love to talk to people. No. Um, just sitting around with my friends and laughing and my family. I mean, it, laughing is just my favorite. Just laughing about mm-hmm. who we are, what's going on and everything. Um, I love going for walks. You know, we live near the water. So I like to go for walks down by the water and just be in nature that way. I love um, reading the Bible and doing my daily devotionals. I love doing that. Um, and with my family, I love going out on the boat mm. and going down to the pool with them and going to the beach and sitting in our kitchen laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need much. <laughs> All right. All right. Last question. Question number four. What are you most grateful for? I'm most grateful for the opportunity to be here and influence and help people and for my kids. I mean, it's endless. I'm just so grateful. I mean, that is my number one um, value is being grateful, Mm. living in great gratitude. It's just amazing. I get to be me (laughs) with all the mistakes and all the mess. I still get to be me. Well, if, if you can't be with you, how can anybody else? Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes I do get sick of myself. <laughs> well, Anna, thank you very much for your time today. I certainly appreciate it. I know the listeners and viewers have learned so much from you. So thank you again for spending a little bit of your time with us and pouring into us your knowledge about neuroscience in the brain and how to get better with that as it relates to coaching. Thank you, John. I, I loved this. You're so easy to talk to as always. And uh, I look forward to many more chats with you. So thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. Perfect. Well, again, thanks, Anna. And thank you all for tuning in today. Certainly glad you decided to do that. If you do me a really big favor, if you could let me know what you thought about today's episode. And the way I know that is by ratings and reviews. That's how I know what you think about that, what you're interested in, that sort of thing. So please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or any thoughts. Uh, DMs on Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. And just to let you know, I respond to those. So thanks again, listeners, for tuning in. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.